Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Take, take TPV Radio with you 24-7. Just download live 365 app from your Apple or Google Play Store. Like us on Facebook at TPV Radio or www.tpvradionetwork.com. Walk with us, family. Let's go. You're listening to the hottest, most off-controversial, off-the-meters Christian radio station in the land. In the land. The Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Are you ready to walk, family? Let us go! www.allsportsheadgear.com and type in promo code SIRON2020 to receive 20% off your purchase. Let's get it. Let's go. At Majal's Products, we care for a better you with our handmade natural ingredients to give you healthier skin, body, and stronger hair. Like our face, foot, hair, and body care products. To order yours today, please visit our website at www.majalsproducts.com or on Facebook at Majals Products. Get yours today and get your faster results without breaking the bank. You never heard Christian radio quite like this. Like this. Get your fix 24-7 on the Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Radio Network. Yo, what's good? It's your boy, Josiah Khalid. Listen, you're listening to the Psalmist Voice Radio. Walk with me. Let's go.
You're, you're listening to Real Talk with Pastor Sago right now on TPV Radio.
Thank you, Pastor Sago. Thank you. Good morning to God. Thank you for having me. Oh, man, I appreciate you coming on, taking time. Just just a little time to ride with us. I know you got you know you got a busy schedule, but hey, I really appreciate you taking time uh, for coming on with us and um, and just uh, and just just talking for a little bit about uh, your uh, your ministry. Now I've been seeing you uh, doing a lot. Um, I mean, I'm seeing some of your, your your Facebook posts and things like that, and I know you're not doing any of that. For sure, I know you're doing that for to make sure people are informed and know uh, what you're doing. So, so tell people a little bit about yourself. Mm, um, I am 56 years old. I am a recovering addict. I've been in recovery for almost 10 years now. December the 6th will be my uh, deliverance day. But um, I used to be, like I said, I used to be out there in the streets, and I know what it is to be out there. So um, I am a mother of three, a grandmother of ten. You know, I don't have a lot of education, but I'm educated through the Lord, and I believe in God with all my heart because he is real to me because he's really with me. And um, like I said, I have a lot of people behind me supporting me, and this became a vision for me doing a term in prison, my second ter- term in prison. So the God was definitely needed at the time. You know, I just, I was like Jonah, just still running from it. You know, and um, all I can say is that um, I have so many goals and so many uh, values for this ministry, and I also have a personal um Stake in this because I've been here. I've done what these women are doing. I've been. I've felt what they feel. You know. I. You know. I've done it all that they're going through. So I understand basically. You know what they're going through, and all I want to do is get out there and show them. You know, not to get out there and boast or none of that. Just to show them what kind of life they can have, believing in God. Amen. That's good. That's good. So. So how long how long has your has, has your ministry been been formed? I mean, um, I know I'm, I don't know how new it is, but how long has it been has it been formed to where you've been out there and you actually had that name, uh, Angel's Heart uh, Outreach for Women? And tell the people a little bit about that name. What what, what how, how did you come about that name? Uh, Angel's Heart Ministry, like I said, it was birthed in me from the time my second prison term for a couple of years, but it actually came to form in June. So I did my first outreach, which was called Persons of Compassion for Women in June. And I forgot the date, but anyway, it was where we uh, went out. We filled, we had a lot of donation of purses filled with hygiene, and we went out and we uh, passed the purses out to the women. I did a tug of war as far as the name, but my mom is the one that came up with the name. One of my biggest supporters, my mother, Sarita Morgan, she's the one that came. She said, well, why don't you just name it after you because you have such a big heart. So name it, you know, Angel's Heart, you know. So that's where the name came from. Okay. Okay. Now, are you mostly focused on just is your 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 ministry focused just on women specifically, or whoever needs help, you're going to go out there and help them if they need? It it was formed basically to you know to focus on the women that are uh, displaced and unsheltered and that are caught up in addiction, prostitution, things like that. That's what my main focus was, but like I said, God put it on my heart uh, in October because I had so many brothers to come up to me too, you know, out there. And you know, what about us, you know? But um, so October, I did um, host an event for called Prodigal Sons for the men. But I am focused on women because my goal is, and God say the same. To open a transitional house for women, for where they transition from the streets until you know into a, a normal life. Yeah, yeah, and I, I, I definitely believe that's going to happen. Uh, even you know, even even through the, the the troubles and stuff that we go through, I truly believe that's going to happen mm-hmm. because you said it's going to happen. Now, mm-hmm. now I saw 
I, I saw your last outreach. I think you did that outreach in two phases. I think you did a phase for you did a phase for uh, for for women. Then you did a phase for men, right? The last the last one that I just did. Yeah. No, it was uh it was just it was two days. I did I when I do my outreach, I usually do it on the Saturday in one part of Dallas, and then I do the second day in another part of Dallas. But the last event was Prodigal Sons, but it was just different days. Okay, okay. Now, now you're in Dallas. Now, what 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 area in Dallas are you in, or what area do you uh do you, do you target there? Right now, I'm focusing the area of Lancaster and Lancaster Road and 52nd and Kingsley Drive. I I focus on that area because that's the area where I was frequent. You know, that's where I hung out. And a lot of the ladies over there that I'm serving now are ladies that I used to be out there with, you know. And another part is um, um, over by my mom's house where I see a lot of ladies when I go over there, it's off Polk and Keast, uh, a Polk and Keast shopping center. It's a car wash over there where they hang at. So I really, my, my focus is to hit every aspect of Dallas right now. But right now I'm getting getting my feet wet and getting comfortable with, with how I run the outreach and, you know, how um, how many volunteers I get, you know. It's just, you know, it's just one day at a time. Right. Right. So let me let me ask you this, and 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 again, you know, I want you to know, you know, this is real talk, and I don't go by a a, a, a script of questions. So here's what I want to ask you. Now, knowing that and understanding that you um um you 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 dealt with some of those areas, you 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 you've been out there, you've been incarcerated. Now, how important is it for people to understand and for people to know? That um, those people in that might be still in the streets, they still need to be presented God. How 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 is how is important for for people of Christ to understand that? Well, I want them to understand first about these people. You know, everybody said, well, they can help being out there. A lot of them can't, and you know, we all make mistakes, and some of us know how to get up and. From our mistakes, but some of us don't, and some of us lose our way. And the perception that these women have out there in the street, far as Christian people, is Christian people only care about their people. You know, because a lot of times when I was out there, I would see Christians go to church on Sunday from you know the store. When they go in, they got a frown. When they come back, I got a frown. Don't ask me for nothing. And why you doing? You know, but you can't, you can't, you can't not approach these women like that or the men. Because you don't know the circumstances of what they're, why they're out there. And these are people that are educated people, people that had lives. But, you know, when I was out there and I came back in, when I finally got delivered, it was like I was learning everything over again, over. It was like I was learning everything for the first time, going out to eat, going to the movies. These people, they, they don't have, some women don't have a choice. Some are in domestic violence. Uh, relationships. A lot of them are, you know, on drugs. A lot of them, uh, for me, it was um, feeling emptiness, you know, hopelessness, you know, lonely, and like people don't care. And then some, and then when they get out there, people get in their heads that this is the only life for you. This is the only way you're going to make it. And then they get to believing that the pimps or whatever is out there are the only ones to care about them. Because it could be any one of our sister, aunt, mama, you know, any one of them out there, and I'm sure that addiction has touched each family that's touched somebody, even if it's down the line, you know. So I just want them, I, when I go out there, I want the women to know, even the ones that I go out there, that I've been out there with, I want them to, for me to be the light at the end of that tunnel. Because when you go out there, it's like a maze. It's like you keep coming back to that same road. You never find your way out. Unless somebody praying for you, you know, letting, you got to go out there and show them that you care. You got to show them that God is real. If you're going to call yourself a woman of God or a man of God, you got to show them God through you, how you treat them. You know, not judging them by what they're doing. Because when I go out there and say, you got to hear up and get out of this. You got to stop doing this. Look at me. I'm doing it. I don't do any of this. 
because it's not for me to judge. All I can do is put a hand out there and show them the kind of life that God has for them if they just give everything to him. And, 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 you know, and, and, and that's, yeah, yeah, and that, that's that's real good because what I will tell you is that is that when we when 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 outreach is being done, I think the realization is that you know, we have to understand that outreach is not is not about it's not about us. It's, it's not about the person that's doing the outreach. It's about the people. It is about the people who you're trying to touch. That's right. That's right. It's about them all the way. And I don't care. And last time I was out there, it was a young lady that got very angry at me, and she cussed and all that. But I don't care. And this time when I came back out, she was like, "Can I please come over there?" And some people say, like, "I wouldn't even fool with her no more." But that's not what. God is about. You know what I'm saying? Just imagine if he turned us away about a lot of things that we say to God, say to him. You know what I'm saying? But that's not right. what the is about. I know what she was feeling and I know what she was going through at the time that she was bursting in this anger. I can't say that mm-hmm. I don't know how they feel or what they're going through because I do. Right, right. And 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 I know and I know one thing that 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 we do have to understand too is that is that we have to meet those people right where they are because here's here here here's what I will say because if we look at if we all want to say that 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 we want to be Christ like we have to be like Christ because mm-hmm. Christ met everybody right where they were. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's right. The, the 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 prostitute the 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 thug that he had in the circle even a uh, backstab in the circle he met everybody he he met everybody white where they were and just like you said and I tell a lot of people too that 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 in order to in in order to pull people you know the the, the lot of the, the church inside the walls. Of the right. building, people people are saying that it's 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 dwindling out. Well, what you have to do is you have to be able to be willing to go out to bring people in to make in, in order to make new disciples. Right. In order That's to make right. better disciples, you have to go right. get them right where they are. So so right. so so why is it why why is it that you believe that? Um, because it's one thing that you said that was really really key. It was you said that that that. The word on the street is that Christians only care about Christians. All right, yes, sir. I've said that. Uh, I've said that so many times. <laughs> right. I've said that so many times that that is the thought, yes. and by the actions of a lot of people who call themselves followers of Christ, that right. is the realization because that's what people really see. Is. Because yeah, because you, you you pass right by people, and you don't. You 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 don't say anything to them, or like, like the only time, mm-hmm. right, right, and or the only time that you're out there being with them and providing them with something is only during Christmas and Thanksgiving. Yeah, right. See, it the, the their their struggle don't don't start Christmas and Thanksgiving. Their struggle mm-hmm. is 365 days a year, every day, every minute, every second. They have to be in survival mode, and like I say, um. You know, we it, it's good to be in church. I love being in church, but a lot of church and got complacent and they sitting in. You can't get anybody in inside the walls. You got to go out, like you said. You got to meet them on their own terms and their own turf. Because a lot of them don't want. A lot of them, the devil has them so full of shame and guilt. So. We have to be the ones to make that first step to let them know there is no shame with God. There is no guilt. You know, I'm not trying to, I'm not judging you. I want to love on you. I want to give you hope. You know, I just, I want to, you know, and like I, we got to try to learn how to disciple to these women and men. We have to learn how to disciple. A lot of them say, we, I don't know how to speak to them. I don't know how to talk to them. I don't know how to approach them. Approach them with love. Approach them as Jesus would approach them. Right. You know, and, and, and I think, right. And I think, I think one thing that, that people have to understand, especially when we go out and we, we, we're trying to make disciples or we, we're trying to evangelize, the first mm-hmm. thing that we should, we, the first thing we shouldn't hit people with. Now, you have to build relationships with people. That's right. 
you can go out there to an area, say for instance your target area, and I don't I don't know the essence of your target area, right? But mm-hmm. but just say for for me, if I was to go target your area, if I was to do an outreach in your area, the first thing that I would do is I would have to understand that I would have to build uh, a, a rapport and relationships with those people. Right. You know, right. uh, come out there one time, come out there two times, come out mm-hmm. there three times. You got and then maybe on that third time, maybe I can start talking about you know yeah. a little bit of God and things like that. Yeah. But not the first time. You can't. You, you can't go out time. there. And, you can't expect it. Right. Right. You 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 can't you can't expect the success <laughs> if you go out there and you just throw just throw God at them right there from the beginning. Yeah. And a lot of people say, well, they're not listening. I didn't get nobody. You don't get them at the first. It's going to take a couple of times. These, you, you know, you have, these people have to learn to trust you, you know, and they have to date. And like I said, this ministry that I'm in, I want to be able to form relationships with the women that I'm dealing with, you know, for a relationship that go long term, not just when I'm out there. Like they can comment, so Sister Morgan, I need, can you get, help me get in this rehab or do you have resources for me to go here? Because I pass my card out to them and I tell them, call me anytime. You know, you know I'll make time for you. Leave a message. I'll come to you. But right. you got to form right. a relationship with them. They don't trust people, especially people that are not doing what they're doing. You know what I'm saying? Then they think everybody has alternative motives if they do help them. You know? Right. Because so, mostly on the streets, when somebody helps you, they have a, a motive behind it. Mm-hmm. So here, this this kind of leads up to my to my next question, and we have we we got well, I'm gonna hold that next question until we come back from break. So so so, how do we make church folk? All right. When and and now now and I always I always tell people there's a difference between being a follower of Christ and just somebody that goes to church. Okay. Right. So, yeah. how 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 do we how do we begin to make um, the people understand that being outside the four walls of the church is where we need to be, where we should. Now, now let me let me go back. Now, that there there is a purpose inside. In, in, inside the four walls, there, there there are things that need to be done. There's there there's growth. Mm-hmm. There's teaching. Mm-hmm. There's understanding. I, I, I got that. I, I truly understand that. But as well, mm-hmm. how do we make how, how do we make it understood that we have to get out these four walls? And these four walls is not going to bring staying inside, being so focused on revivals and being so focused on this convention and that convention is all good. That's that's all good. Right. I'm not saying that's mm-hmm. bad stuff. Right. But how do we make people understand? That we have to get out of these four walls in order to continue to make disciples because these people that are outside that are afraid to come inside, they want God, but they don't know how to get inside because just like you said too, Angela, that people don't know how to go inside. So how do we uh, uh, switch that up to make followers of Christ or said followers of Christ understand that we got to get out there? How do we do that? A lot, like uh, when I gave my testimony um, at my church, and I, uh, a lot of the women were saying, "Well, I've never done that, or I've never been in that situation." First, by you know, it's a lot of recovering addicts in churches. You know what I'm saying? Maybe you start a class, um, a class to where you can, where somebody that is in recovery can teach that class, teach those sisters and brothers that's in the church how to approach these sisters and brothers are learn how to form a relationship with them. And, you know, and a lot of, lot, and a lot of them are fearful. You know what I'm saying? God said not, you know, not to have a fearful spirit, but a lot of them are fearful. Well, they might not uh, accept me like this, or they might not, they might get mad or run, but that's the chance you have to take if you want to win souls, because you have to earn, like I said, you have to earn that church. You have to be consistent with going out there, showing them that you care. You know, and we have, there's a lot of people in church that's in recovery. You know, get a, a women's outreach in the church. 
where you can have recovering addicts in there to talk about their issues and the things that they went through on the streets so they can understand because my my family didn't understand what why I went out there or why I wouldn't stay home or what what brought me to that point of going out there or being out there. That's a stronghold. That's a stronghold nobody understands, you know. And so if you got somebody in there teaching you the issues and the uh, the isolation that these people feel, the issues that they're going through, because there's so much involved being on the streets with addiction and domestic. A lot of women, they, they're in domestic violent relationships, and they feel like that's the only one that's going to take care of them or they're out there with their kids. I don't see some that's out there with their kids, you know. But we have to get in church and have these these outreaches in church. Start in the church, and you can start disciple having the recovering addicts that you're in, you know, like a uh, in a group in your church. Mm-hmm. You know? And that's then some people that's in recovery, they can kind of tell you and show you and tell you some of the things they went through and how they felt. So then you can start trying to get an understanding of how you can approach these sisters and brothers. Mm-hmm. That's good. So, so I, I, I think, I think we're gonna, we're gonna forego, forego the break, Angela. This is, this is real. This is a good conversation. I want to keep it going. So now, mm-hmm. I, I know what you said. You said that you know you have to form these groups, but I think the, the, the root problem is, is that these, mm-hmm. these bodies of Christ, they're gonna have to want to do it. That's right. You got to, and you know, a lot of the people in church, they've been touched by, they, they've had family members and, and, and so-called, you know, other people that they've been touched by this and they probably never, never had to deal with it personally or they just don't deal with it. But at some point in time, you have to deal with it to win those souls. You know, we got to be, we got to be vigilant and we got to be consistent and we have to go out on their terms, like I said, have to go out there and you have to talk to them, you know, talk to them. Don't just hand them out. You know, I talk to them and I understand the uh, uh, the women's side of it. But when I went out on this event, I got a lot of brothers that told me the issues that they're facing, some of the obstacles that they're facing, some of the things that they've been in and out. You're going to go in and out until that date of deliverance that God has for you. Mm, right. And then we then we we have to be willing to listen to them. And then and Absolutely. and what's real important. And then one thing I was getting at when I said that the the bodies of Christ, the people are gonna have to gonna have to want to go out, is that mm-hmm. there has to be there has to be a vision in the heart of that body. Mm-hmm. Now the the, the 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 central the central nucleus of that body, well, here on earth is the under shepherd, which which would be the the pastor or the pastors. So mm-hmm. that has to be a part of the, the the vision and the understanding that we got to get out there and we got to we 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 got to we got to build these people and we're not going to reach the success there because here's what I tell people. I tell people that I'm going to try to do my best. I know I can't That's I right. can't get out there. I'm I'm going to try to do my best because That's on right. that day I'm I, I'm going to have to give an account that's right. That's right. I'm going to have to give an account. Mm-hmm. Oh, exactly. Of, of what I did or what I didn't do. And we mm-hmm. don't know what Christ is going to ask us on that day we have to give an, on that day we have to give an account. Amen. We really don't. We really, and it we, might we really be don't. That. Yes, it might be that. It might be, mm-hmm. well, why didn't you stop and, and talk to that person that was sitting on the side of the road that you just passed by? Yeah. Because, Pastor, I tell you, um, uh, my mom is, she, I tell her sometimes, I, I, sometimes I, that since I've been delivered, I, I watch people, you know, while they in their addiction and struggling and stuff. And I just, you know, sometimes I get so overcome with emotion. I cry in my car because I see somebody that I really want to help. But sometimes I stop and ask them, is it anything I can do or is it anything I can give you right now or help you or is it anything that you need right now? Sometimes you just have to stop and ask a person because you right. don't know you don't know what they're going through or what they've been mm-hmm. through. Mhm. Mhm. And then and you can't be doing this. Of asking. Right. 
because because I think I, I think one one of the biggest problems that when it, when it comes to um, being able to go out and being able to evangelize and, and and trying to make disciples is one people don't know how to do it the right mm-hmm. way because you, you you have to go at it you, you have to go at it um, in a, in, a, in a strategic way you have to understand mm-hmm. that you have to build relationships with people. You do, and if you go out, you if you go out there and you bash him with God's word from the from, from the door, as soon as from you go the out there and you bash, you bash him with God's word, they're they gonna run out. away from you. That's right. Right. They the first thing out. I do, you know, first thing I do, I start when I go out there and, uh, like I said, the where I am, where I'm based at, some of the points where I'm hitting at now is the area where I was, and a lot of them is like. What happened? What you? What did you do? I want. And one little girl would tell me. She said, "I want to be like you. I want to become like you. What did you do? How did you do it? I want to go through every program and everything that you did, you know." And it got mm-hmm. next to my heart because she looked like she was like twenty three or twenty four, you know. And I mean, you right. wouldn't. You'd be surprised at how young they are. And it touched my heart so. And I asked, I said, "Do you believe in God?" And she said, "Yeah." I said, "Well, baby, I said you call me." Anytime, and I say, if you want to go right now, I can take you to a rehab that will take you right now. You won't have to do nothing. And she said, well, no, not right now. I gave her my card. I said, well, when you when you feel like you're really ready to go, call me. I didn't say, well, you got to go now. You know, no, I can't do that. And if you start off the top, God said this, God said that, you can't be like that. First, right. you have to get them to listen to you as a person. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So let me ask you this question, and this is a big question. And and well, it's not a big question, but it's a it's, it's a question that some people that that some people kind of kind of kind of shy away from a little bit. But I know you can believe the answer because I've given my answer and my thoughts on this plenty of times. Mm-hmm. Has the church forgot about this community? I you know over there where I went to where I say I was my pinpoint place. Uh, and my sister is a witness to this. My sister, Deetra Neatly, she goes out to my outreach with me on a lot of them, you know. And um, But this girl, the, uh, one of the ladies said to us, y'all are the first ones to come out and feed us and talk to us and give us things. And she pointed out all the churches in that community on the corners that were sitting there, and she said they never come out to speak with them or talk to them or bring, you know, she said, and me and my sister were like, wow. I mean, it was so many churches right there in that neighborhood. And I think the church has got complacent. Like I said, they've got complacent, and they think that people are going to, you know, it's going to hit them and they're going to run up into church. But like I said, the devil has so much shame and guilt until you approach them and let them see and talk to them and let them know that God is real and he's there for them, and then he'll forgive anything that they, and they'll be like, well, what, I done did this. I, God can forgive everything. God will forgive me and wash me white as snow, you know, and you got right. to let them know that. Right, right. And, and, and again, you, we, 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 we have to be able to say, hey, you know what, I got you. You know, it's no problem because mm-hmm. it's kind of like it's, it's kind of like what you said too. We don't know why those people are in the situation that they're in right now. We have no idea of knowing. We 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 mm-hmm. we, we don't know whether it could be drug addiction, rather it could be right. they found themselves in a situation where they had to um, where they had to get away, man or woman. Mm-hmm. Um, right. In those and a in, lot in, of women in, in, have in I'm sorry, right. Pastor. But and, and, a lot of women out there, and, I know that's out there addiction. It was it came from a traumatic something traumatic that happened in a childhood that's just not manifesting, you know, or something that happened uh, that uh, some kind of something that traumatized them. It came from somebody that turned them on to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or um it could come from like there there there's there's a numerous it's amount so of things yeah right and we have to be able to stop looking down uh, look, looking down our noses which means our nose got to be up in order right. to look down at somebody so we mm-hmm. as as followers of Christ we have to be able to, to to stop looking down on people just because 
is because God has 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 saved has saved us and we've been fortunate right. enough that God that, that God has saved us. We can't look down at anybody regardless of the situation that they're in and 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 think and make them feel that they are worth any less than we are because 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 we 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 can have all of these we we can be educated which is good to have a good education we can we can have uh not we can have nice jobs we can we we can and it's good it, it it's okay to have it but I will tell you right now that if we continue to do that if the body of Christ continues to do that we are going to be in a world of hurt and I will tell you that that. The, the we 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 look at we we uh, a lot of followers of Christ church folk they make excuses for why they're they, they're not doing what they should be doing. That's right. That's right. That's right. I was told that I wasn't when I approached uh, about this uh, my leader uh, about this ministry. I was told that I wasn't strong enough. You know, or uh, I needed to go take classes. I took classes when I took. I I did all the classes. I did all the learning I could. Did I should have when I was out there. That was my. Those were my classes. Yeah. So you 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 took hands on classes. But I will tell That's you right. that that in in a situation like that, um, the first thing. Okay. Um. I, I, I have I, I don't know your your leaders and I'm sure I'm they're they're they're, they're great people I, I know they are mm-hmm. but at that point as leaders the question should be or the approach should be is that okay I hear you so let's talk about this vision what do you want right. out of it? what is your goal what do we right. need to do. How how can we help you? And here and, and here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna sit down. We're gonna make sure you're prepared to get out there yeah, and do it because yeah. because because when you shine, when you're out there, and if you if if you're bringing God glory, you you you're you're that that's that's feeding into that body, or it should be anyway. Right. And like I I had to be, and I know how long God has been on me about this. Like I said, birthed me when I was doing a prison term, and like I said, I was running, 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 you know. And I know how long God has been on me about this ministry, you know. And so I have to be obedient to what God said, you know. Right. That's right. what that was my biggest thing. And then I'm a big stickler on accountability, you know. I had to be obedient to his word, and I had to be accountable for what, you know, God has told me, told me to go out there and do. So how, how how difficult has it been for you to kind of keep your focus, especially during this time? And I'm I'm I don't I'm I'm not a big talker about the the the, the pandemic. We hear enough about it on the news. We hear enough people mm-hmm. preaching about it. We we mm-hmm. we hear so much about it, and you know, it, it, so how 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 has has the pandemic caused caused your focus to be kind of thrown off a little bit? I know it's kind of put a put a damper in a lot of things that you really want to do, um, as well as I think everybody has put a damper on a lot of people's things. So. Has 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 the situations we're dealing with right now, which we believe is going to be around for a while, has it kind of thrown your focus off on your on your total vision on what you want to do? Uh, not a lot, you know what I'm saying? Because when um, I'm basically doing the what I what I have in my heart to do, and that's doing the outreach uh, month to month, you know. So, but I feel totally. Safe. I don't focus too much on the COVID unless I'm out there doing events, and I focus on trying to keep the people that's um, volunteering safe. And and so you know, like we're out in the air, we stay apart. We uh, we and when they walk up, we give them masks and we ask them to sanitize their hands and stand so far apart. A lot of them want to hug you and stuff like that, and I, you know, you have to tell them, nah, and, you know, nothing against you. But the COVID, it really hasn't. It only only time that the COVID really 
has put a damper on it is, you know, uh, had, like when one of the girls wanted to go to the rehab, I couldn't take her, you know. Mm. But as far as mm. my focus, you know, I could tell. But for me, to me, that was crucial because I wanted to make sure she get there. And by me not being able to take her, I wasn't going to be sure she was getting there, you know. Right. And then when they said that they want to go to rehab, you have to do it at that time. You have to stop everything you're doing and do it at that time. Or the devil going to make them focus on something else or bring something else to where they're going to forget all about it and go back to doing what they're doing just for that moment. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. right. Because because if they, they say, hey, I want to go right now, and then you say, right. well, uh, I, 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 I'll come back and get you tomorrow, yeah, nine uh, times a day, you probably ain't going to find them tomorrow. Right. right. And tomorrow, and you know, Saying that to a person that's on the street, you know, the devil, like I, when I got ready to come off the street, the devil did so much within that hour of waiting for somebody to pick me up to try to keep me out there. Hmm. Yeah. So when they said that they're ready, you have to be ready to take them at that point because tomorrow is not, they, they line be uh, six, 20 miles away tomorrow. And no telling what the devil done gave them all kind of money or all kind of drugs or something to keep them out there. So have you ever have you ever talked to uh youth kind of told youth about your story to understand that it's consequences and repercussions for the decisions that we that we make long term? Even yes, even um, I have, yeah. Okay. I've, even um, even I'm sorry, go ahead. Okay. Go ahead, finish your course. No, I, I was saying even even when even when even as when we make decisions so young, even those decisions that we make um, at a young age, uh, young teen or whatever, they they do affect us as we get older because you know we think about if we didn't if we wouldn't have made that decision at that age, where we where would we have been you know at this age? Mm-hmm. Well, when so, I gave my first so, my, my first testimony was to a, a church full of youth, and uh, I have a lot of nieces and nephews and my children too because they went through all this with me growing up. But uh, yes, I try to and I and I try to be truthful. A lot of and one thing the parents some of, some parents do they try to hide this and hide that but you have to be truthful from the to your child and you have to tell them the truth and be upfront with them and that's one thing I did with my children and uh I even spoke to a lot of girls that were young on the streets that were out there doing what I was doing especially nowadays especially during uh-huh. these times yes. we got to yes. get them we we we, we get they, we got to get them early because I mean yeah. let's be real and I'm gonna be real about it there there are mm-hmm. young young girls out there having kids at eleven and twelve years old that's right that's right that's they right. are mm-hmm. and that and 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 they don't realize they think they're in love and they think they they think they've fallen in love and they don't mm-hmm. understand that 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 this decision that they're making so young could could can affect them the rest of their lives, you know, mm-hmm. the consequences and repercussions of of, of 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 their of their decisions. So yeah, so when we, when we get done, I got I I got I got something I wanna I wanna present to you as well uh, when we get done. Mm-hmm. But we'll, we'll do it we'll do that offline. So so what what's what's your overall your arching big vision? I know that you have your your vision of what you want, and I know you talked about that. You know, you want to be able to to help women uh, as kind of like a um, a shelter, bring them in, and be be able to refer them out. But what's your overall uh, uh, big big picture? What's the big picture of of Angels Heart Ministry Outreach for Women? What's the big picture? The big picture for me is a transitional house, like I say, you know, that's the big vision that I have because when I came, when I was out there, it's a lot of homes that offer you shelter and stuff, you know, but they're not focused on the issues that you're having. They bring you in, and like you say, they bombard them with God. They um, they probably let them come in and get clothing and sleep and 
Then three days later, they got them out there selling stuff for the home as is paying for their bed, you know. So um, I want a home to where the women can come and I can provide everything for them plus uh, and and, and, uh, plus feed them the word of God gradually and talk to them and hear some of their issues and them not having, because when somebody is focused on getting in recovery, Pastor, they don't have no business back on the streets in three days selling nothing. Uh-huh. Earning nothing, or not even uh-huh. thirty days, not even fifteen days to earn nothing for that home. If that's a home of restoration, and of uh, focus on helping them with their issues, why should they be put on corners or to do to pass out or sell anything? Yeah, and I want a home, a transitional home where. Um, they can come and and they can sit down and I'm I'm gonna be uh, I want to be hands on. I don't want nobody you know. At the start, I I know I can be hands on if it's small, but I want to be hands on with the ladies. I want to start an alumni after they've been clean so long to be able to come back to the home and work with other women, you know. And this transitional home, it'll be able to at least you know give them time to where they can sit down and. And think about what they want to do, you know, mm. or how we can help them, and then um, and try to build relationships back up with their families, you know, and get right. to um, uh, think about their careers or where they want to go from there, you know, and give them time to where they can think about all these things and not put them right back out on the street. Right, yeah. because. Because because if you if, if you if you have an addiction, and uh, uh, psychologists have said that when you have a recovering addict, that mm-hmm. that there are three things that they need to stay away from. They need to stay away from those play places, those play people, and those play things. So if you put them right back. If you put them right back where those play places are, which is a right. back on the street. You put them right. back around those same people who haven't right. decided in their heart that they want to uh, uh, change. You put them right, right back in those people, and then you 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 put them back around those so those those same things, those same things yeah. that are, that that right. right, right. And the truth is, is they'll fall right back into that those so those, those old habits. Right. Because you yeah. know what, Pastor? Even if they out there selling things for the home. The first part, the when they get that money in their hand and they haven't been out of out of their addiction for like three or four days or even ten days, you think they're gonna go back to that home with that money? Yeah. The devil gonna be right on them. Now you got that money gone back. You see, they not helping you, and they want you to, you know, the devil gonna be working with them so hard. So I want right. them to be able to come into the home, get a good nourishing meal, get everything that they need materialistic. But I want to work on those spirit uh, and plus work on those their spiritual wellness. Yeah, yeah, and that's important too. You know, yeah. meeting those physical needs are, are 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 important, but those spiritual needs is yeah. where is the is 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 the is the the, the nucleus, the core of to to get them. Where God wants them at, and then those people, that type of atmosphere that you want to put those those women in, you're you, you're going to, and I didn't say uh, if I'm telling you that you are going to uh, be able to put out some powerful uh, powerful women. And I will say that, I will, and I would say, and I would say, I, I I hope that later on down the line that God even blessed you to a point where you can do the same thing, uh, uh, for, for, for men as well, because, yeah. um, because men struggle too. They do. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They struggle with a lot more than we do. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And there are a lot more avenues out there for or, or, for 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 women than they are for men. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, you, I don't I mean, know the. Ahead, I, I don't know all the, the, the I don't know all the, the the statistics of it, but I know that that there there is more 
outreach, there is more help out there for uh, for for women than there is that there is for men. So my my last question before we finish up is we have we got like five minutes. So if you would tell anybody anything that's listening right now, just say if there was a woman that was listening that's struggling right now. Um, in some type of addiction, some type of uh, problem that they may be going through, what would you say to them right now? I would say um, you are worthy. You are loved regardless if nobody else, God loves you. And there is there is hope for you. I'm a living witness. I am a living witness. I love you. I don't even have to know you, and I love you. You are worthy. Learn to love yourself. Look in the mirror and say, I love you. You are worthy of any. You are. You deserve better. God has better for you. God can love you like no man. That's good. That's good. So, look, Angela, I appreciate mm-hmm. you. You got the time. You. <laughs> Send your shout-outs. The, 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 the floor is yours. If you got some shout-outs you want to send out, tell people about your ministry. Hey, shoot them your – just put, put out in the airways your, your, your cash out, whatever you want to put out. The floor is yours. Send your shout-outs. Okay. I First of all, I want to give an honor to God, and thank you and honor to you, Pastor, for having me on, being able to highlight my ministry. I want to thank Alpine of Life Ministries for highlighting my uh, ministry for the month of October. I want to thank all my volunteers, my sister, Deidre Neely, who's there on hand, and, and she's my confidant, my everything. She's the one that keeps me encouraged. My mother, most of all, is in the, she can't do much because she can't see them. She is um, a, just a wise lady. You know, uh, my children uh, my sister, my sister and brothers, you know that that supports me, that shows me encouragement and love, that prayed for me, prayed for this ministry, helped me birth this ministry, uh, and I just, you know, I have so many other people to all the people that has donated and supported this ministry and believed in me, believed in what God had birthed in me. I am so grateful. I never. And like somebody said the other day, don't you don't forget where you come from. I can never forget that because every day, every second, I'm thankful and grateful. And I just want to say, you know, uh, my uh, Angel's Heart Ministry is focused on helping our displaced and unsheltered women, whether it be addiction, whether it be domestic violence, etc. We're there and call me at any time. I can if you want to. Uh, do a monetary donation. Donation. Our cash app is dollar sign Saretha J S E R E T H E A. And I just want to say, give all the glory to God because He has done some amazing things, and He's not finished with me yet. That's Amen. Good. That's good. Y'all, 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 y'all heard it. Y'all heard it. Y'all heard. Y'all heard all the information. She talked about her sister, uh, Miss Deidre Neely. Look, she all right. She she okay. No, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. That's my honey. <laughs> I know Miss Deidre, great, great, that's great, great, great woman. Great. That's not my that's my blood sister, not my sister in Christ, my blood sister. Yeah, yeah. I I like yeah. I like messing with I like messing with her sometimes. She 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 okay. She good. She good. I mean she but hands hey. on pastor. She's <laughs> <laughs> real But look, Yes, yes. So ladies and gentlemen, y'all heard it. Y'all heard it. This was on the show on tonight. It was Miss Angela Morgan, a uh, founder. She's the founder of uh, Angel's Heart Ministry Outreach for Women. And you got all information. And I just want to say that, hey, Angela, we appreciate you for spending some time with us. I'm going to get with you when we get off the line because I got another, I got something else I want to ask you. So, mm-hmm. ladies and gentlemen, I want y'all to just give a big shout out. To Miss Angela Morgan, founder of Heart Ministry Outreach to Women, we appreciate you and we love you. Mm-hmm. And thank you for riding with us for a little bit. And no ladies problem. and gentlemen, hey, hey, ladies and gentlemen, this is you know already know tomorrow. Tomorrow is Light of Hope Fellowship Ministries. This is our it'll be our Friday service at seven thirty on Facebook Live. 
Check us out. You already know Blessings on the Block Community Outreach. Hey, look, help us out. Help us all out because this is about God's people. This is about everything that we're doing for God and give all the glory to God. And, again, hey, Angela, I appreciate you. TBV Radio Network. I salute y'all. Join us next week. We out. One. No time for no nonsense. Nah. Straight like that. Set it on wax. Only spitting facts. You can play it back. You can hear the truth when I'm in the booth. You can hit the dough if you get Brother, mad. your cousin, your nephew of Real Talk, Pastor Byron Sego. What you finna do when you get in? TPV Radio, Central Texas. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.